That night, Jacob got up and took his two wives, his two female servants, and his 11 sons and crossed the ford of the Jabbok. After he'd sent them across the stream, he sent over all his possessions. So Jacob was left alone. And a man wrestled with him till daybreak. When the man saw that he could not overpower him, he touched the socket of Jacob's hip so that his hip was wrenched so, uh, uh, as he wrestled with the man. Then the man said, let me go for it's daybreak. But Jacob replied, I will not let you go unless you bless me. The man asked him, what is your name? Jacob, he answered. Then the man said, your name will no longer be Jacob, but Israel, because you have struggled with God and with humans and have overcome. There was, there was, a, there was a movie, it's a, it's a popular movie, and in this, there was a scene in it where a man goes to a priest to confess all his sins because he's been carrying it, he's been heavy on his back. And this man has been the leader of a crime family for most of his life. And so he goes to the priest and he begins to unpack all the terrible things that he has done. And as he's sharing it, he's weeping, he's broken about it. And the priest just sits there silently listening. And when he finishes confessing all that he's done, the priest pauses for a second, and then he says, your sins are terrible. <laughs> Just what you want to hear. But praise God, our high priest is not that priest. So let us pray. Let us pray. Jesus, we thank you for the high priest that you are. You are one who understands our weaknesses. And loves us all the same. You're the one whose power is made best. Even in our weakness. So Lord we offer you this space. And I offer you my weakness Lord. That your power will shine through. In Jesus name. Amen. Amen. But I did say last week that I was going to. We were going to share this week on. The final aspect of what it means to pray like Jesus did. What is probably the most important space of praying like Jesus? And that is being real. Being real. And I thought we'll go back and look at our friend Jacob again. Well, hopefully God thought that. I was going to go to Lazarus. Um, because being real... While that is something that Jesus flags as being so important in our conversations with God, it is difficult for humanity because we are not used to being real with each other. Because we carry that inherent fear, or maybe it's just me, that if we allow people to really see us, to really see us, the things that we are carrying, the things that we have gone through, the things that we have done, the things that we are doing. If we allow people to really see how weak our faith is and how shaky our love for God is sometimes, if we allow people to really, really see us, then they will think less of us. 
then they may even reject us. And so we come to this thing where we pretend with each other. We carry up this mask. We almost live all our lives with our social media profile. You know, today is Facebook ND, tomorrow is Instagram ND. And we kind of put that up because we think, oh, if you could see what was going on behind the smile and behind the, how are you doing? Oh, I'm doing good. Maybe you would not look at me the same way. And so we hide. And so we hide. And so the temptation may be that when we stand before God, even though we know that the message is come as you are, we feel like maybe we have to look the part instead. And so we come to Jacob in this story of his encounter with God. And Jacob, if you remember from last week, he had, in order to get a blessing from his father, he had to pretend to be somebody else. He had to pretend to be Esau in order to receive the blessing from his father because if he had gone into his father's presence as Jacob, the blessing that he wanted, he would not have received it. He had to pretend to be somebody else. And do we not know what that is like? To have to pretend to be somebody else in order to get the blessings that exist in this world? I know what that's like. In, my, in trying to get a job in finance, oh my goodness. I, they say sell yourself. I was selling someone. I don't know who that someone was, but I was selling someone. You know, even the recruiters, they train you to, you know, present what, the, you know, the employer wants somebody who does this. So make sure you say that. So I became an expert. You know, I'd say, oh, you know, even before I was a day old, I longed to do capital budgets. It was just, it was just what I dreamed of. And I was like, oh, even as a, sometimes I just lie down at night and think about profit margins for bagels. I mean, it was like you just say whatever you, they want to hear because the reality of the kingdom of this world is no matter how many times, and work may say that sometimes, oh, we want you to come as yourself, as your real self, as your best self, but really do they want you? What if you This idea of I have to look the part. I have to pretend in order to receive the blessings that exist here in this world. But Jacob comes before God and is asking, I will not let you go until you bless me. I will not let you go until you bless me. And God's question to him is not an empty one. It is significant. When God asks him, I'm scared to do this because this is my nemesis, isn't it? We tried and it never worked. Well, let's see. Let's see. Oh, God is here. God is here. If you doubted it, you know now. It worked. God asks him the question, what is your name? You know, in, in, the, in the previous chapters, when he entered into the presence of his earthly father and he wanted to receive that blessing, he pretended to be somebody else. Now he had to own who he was. What is your name? As he says those words, Jacob, it's not empty. 
The name Jacob carries a lot of baggage. It's Jacob, the stealing, the lying, the cheating, the struggles, the pain, the fighting, the fear, all the baggage carried on that name, my name. It is Jacob who is standing. The key to the power of prayer is this, that the real us has to meet the real God. It is why Jesus makes that invitation to us when he says, come to me with all the stuff that you are carrying. Come to me with your Jacob. Come to me with the baggage, with the fear, with the doubt, with the anger, with the unbelief. Come to me just as you are. Come to me and let me see you. I remember someone said something to me that was, has really, really shaped prayer for me. And, and, and he said, prayer is not about necessarily about what or where you say it. But prayer is about the person who is listening. The power of prayer is the one who is listening. So when the scriptures tell us, that God is close to the brokenhearted. That God is close to the, those who were struggling. All on him in truth. Those who genuinely and sincerely call on him in truth. And when we come alive to how close God is, then you can feel his power. Then we can feel his comfort. Then we can feel his grace. God is close to those who call on him in truth, just as they are. It stopped working. Mary's story as she journeyed with Jesus at Lazarus's tomb. Mary, with tears, says to him, pretty much, she says, You've let me down. That's what she You are here. If you had done something, things will look different. She goes to him with exactly what is in here. You have let me down. And she weeps. Martha earlier on is putting up a strong face. Like, oh, you know, but I know that whatever you do, blah, blah, blah. She's trying to put up a strong face. Later on, she, she shows that she doesn't really believe. But Mary is there with her brokenness before Christ. With her tears. You've let me down. 
this is not how it would be if you had moved. And the scripture is full of people who pray to God that way. Moses comes before God and says to God, you know what, Lord, if you're going to treat me like this, just kill me. Because I don't want to do this anymore. Elijah says to God, God, I am done. I just want to die. I'm fed up. Jonah does the same thing. But somehow, somehow, we have been told that we have to put up a particular front before God. Act like we are strong. Act like even though we don't understand how this could ever be God's will, we should stand before God and say, God, you know, I know it's your will, so I'm all good. And God is looking at you and thinking, no, you're not. No, you're not. Sometimes we're stuck in a space in our conversation with God where God is constantly asking us, what is your name? And we're constantly saying, Esau. And he's asking, what is your name? Esau. What is your name? Esau. And some of us are stuck in that place with God. When God is saying, what is really going on? And you're like, oh, this thing is not really good, but you know what? I know you're in control. And God is like, nah, you don't know I'm in control, do you? What is really going on? Ah, it's okay, but I know you're in control. What is really going on? Some of us are stuck in that loop in our conversations with God. The reality is God, to know the power of prayer, to know the power of God's love for you, because this is what Jesus does for us. That when we stand before God with our mess, with our baggage, with our burdens, when we stand before God, what God always sees is his dearly loved son, his dearly loved daughter who gives him great joy. This is what Jesus has done for us. But Jesus would say, I stand at the door and knock. We have to let him in. We have to let him into those spaces. My mom is here, so I'll embarrass her a little because I'm sure it's only fair. I'm sure that it will be like 10-1 to mom. But um, when we were young, when we were growing up, and we would go back, we would go back to, to the village because where, where I'm from, um, I'm from a tribe that's called an Igbo tribe, okay? And this is the thing. I think, that, I think it stopped with my generation, right? But before my generation, when an Igbo boy grows up and becomes a man and he moves into the city and he goes into the city and he does well, one of the things that the Igbo boy, now a man, would do is he would go back to the village and he would build a massive house, <laughs> That was just what they did. They would just build this massive house that nobody would ever live in. Mom, you hardly ever did. But if they ever let anyone go upstairs, you knew that my goodness.
messy spaces, the angry spaces? Do we let him into those spaces? Or Because he can take it. Because God wants to meet the real. Will now be Israel. One of the translations of Israel is God fights. And it's a sense in which God is saying to Jacob, you've been fighting for yourself all through your life, haven't you? You've been fighting for yourself. Now come into a story where I fight for you. We were sharing yesterday in, in the VLT retreat, we were sharing about how Many times we are trying to drag God into our story when all the time God is inviting us into his own, into his own that is more wholesome, that is more safe, that is more full. But until we are honest with God about the story that we are living in, until we own it, we won't be able to hear the invitation where he says, come and join me in my own. Come and join me in my own. I always say to people that to, to pray like Jesus doesn't mean to pretend to be Jesus. I would say that prayer is not a Miss World contest. I mean, I don't know what Miss World is these days, I promise you. I don't know what it's like. But back in the day, back in the day before Christ, back in the day, Whenever you would ask a Miss World contestant, you know, what do you long for more than anything else? They would always say, world peace, world peace. That was the answer. And I would say, listen, if you've never thought about world peace for the whole week, not one second did you think about world peace, don't stand before God and say, Lord, I just really want to pray for world peace because he'll be like, no, nah, you don't. If in prayer we become like Christ, yes. But first of all, we need to come to God just as we are. If our prayers are selfish because we are in a selfish place, it's fine. Because it is only in our conversations with God that our prayers then become selfless. We come as we are before God because Jesus has made it so. The most powerful prayer in scripture i think is the prayers that jesus prayed in the garden of gethsemane and there jesus shows us the importance of being authentic with god jesus says he was filled with grief to the point of death he was crushed he was broken and as he goes to the garden of gethsemane he doesn't feel the need to pretend before God, to pretend before his father that he's okay. 
He doesn't feel he doesn't feel a fear that oh if I go and I pretend, and I act like oh I'm fine I, I'm happy to go to the cross. He didn't think oh the father will think less of me if I show this vulnerability. He didn't think oh the angels will think less of me if I show this vulnerability. He didn't think there'll be a sense where the father would say oh you, if you're going to be if you're going to start having second thoughts Jesus then maybe you don't deserve to be the savior of the world. No, Jesus went just as he was, if there is any other way. Father, if there is any other way. And you know the truth is, for Jacob, there was another way. There was another road that he could walk when he came to God, just as he was with what he was dealing with. For Mary, there was another way. When she came to Jesus, just as she was with her tears regarding Lazarus. For Peter, there was another way. When he comes, when he encounters Jesus and he says, Oh, Jesus, I am a mess. I am a terrible person. You don't want to be with someone like me. And Jesus says, I do actually. And draws him into his story. But even in the season where there isn't another way like Jesus finds himself in that season where there wasn't another way he had to walk that road in the story that God was telling it is the most powerful prayer because look at the way that Jesus walks the road he goes from Gethsemane where he's crushed where he's broken where he's lying on his face before his father saying if there's any other way but then the strength that he receives from that space, the power of God that he receives from that space, because look at how he goes to the cross with courage, with strength, with confidence. Look at how he takes the beatings for our sake. Look at how he takes the nails for our sakes, even on the cross, praying for those who hurt him. Father, forgive them. They know not what they do. Even on the cross, looking out for others. Mother, look at your son. Son, look at your mother. The strength that Jesus shows as he goes to the cross can only come from one space. The space of authentic prayer before God, just as I am. And you know what? I understand why we hide with each other. I get it. Because we're growing. We are not yet all that God has said that we will be. I understand that we, we have not yet grasped the grace that we should grasp, even though we are those who are saved by grace. And, and maybe, and I hope, and I pray that by the power of the Holy Spirit, we will be transformed into people that where we can be our real selves before each other and not be afraid to show who we are. It was the most, I think the best part of the retreat yesterday with the VLT for me, was just how they allowed themselves to be vulnerable. Just how they allowed themselves to be vulnerable. You know, it, it's, it is the grace 
that Jesus gives to us. I get why we want to hide from each other sometimes. But we do not need to hide from our Father who loves us. We do not need to hide. We do not need to hide the anger when we are angry. We do not need to hide the disappointment when we are disappointed. We do not even need to hide the sin and the struggle when that is what we are going to. That God is a safe space for us. He will always, always, always be a safe space for us in Christ Jesus. Always. There is a prayer that God gives to be prayed over his people. And I'll finish with this. Because it's interesting that in the line, there's a line in that prayer where it says, the Lord turn his face towards you. The prayer that God wants to be prayed over his people is this, may God truly see you. May God truly see you. See you, all that is going on, all your doubts, all your fears, all your pain, all your sin. May God truly see you. Because when he does, he will give us peace. Jesus says, come to me, all you who are weary and carrying a heavy load. Come to me, Jacob. And I will give you rest. People, if there's one thing that you take from the series on prayer, let it be this. Be real with your God. Be you with your God. And you will know the power of his love. Amen. Amen. Let us pray. Let us pray. Let us pray.